The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. I mentioned earlier about this woman who lost 90 pounds. Um, So here is, see what you think about this and what advice you would give her. She writes, this is from Maureen, Hi, I am losing weight and I don't know why. Well, first you want to figure that out. My boyfriend Hank doesn't support me. He yells at me in front of my son every night. He drinks every night. He tells me to lock my son out of our home. My son is 12 years old. He never sees his daughter. He calls me names and puts me down. I I am a bad parent. How do I correct this? I used to weigh 220 pounds. I've lost 10 pounds in the last month. I now weigh 130 pounds. Please help me. How can I legally get him out of my house? And what's the best way to do this with a child in the house? First thing that comes to my mind, Maureen, are safety issues. And you need to you need to monitor for safety. And that doesn't mean appeasing him. That means you may need legal protection getting him out of there. If he would act, if he would hurt you, if he would be physically abusive to you or your son, then you need to get police assistance to get him out there. I would call um, a woman's shelter, and I'll give you a number coming up soon. But first, you need to look for, you need to know that you're in an abusive situation, and that's most likely while you're losing the weight. You feel totally out of control. People who develop anorexia typically start by feeling they're out of control of everything else in their life, but at least they can control the intake of their food, and they feel a perverse sense of pride when they don't eat. You can also not eat out of nerves when people are really depressed they can have significant weight loss so my guess is that both of those are at at play here and you're probably feeling very anxious and so the weight is just a big red flag in your life that says pay attention and act quickly you've got to act very quickly because your son's safety and health and your mental health are at stake so first hey i gotta interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills 30 seconds that's it a very quick ad and then alan will be back romance Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. (laughs) Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. Your son's safety and health and your mental health are at stake. So first, there are signs of domestic abuse that you've got to know about. Obviously, what you're talking about, the put-downs, the humiliation, trying to control you, telling you to lock your son out of the house, isolating you from your family, your friends, maybe being very jealous and possessive, uh, maybe threatening you, uh, saying that he'll destroy your things or, or hitting you or minimizing what you say. Uh, maybe there's some sexual violence or physical abuse or guilt tripping or intimidating you. You want to be able to take action, as I said, ASAP. Um, let me see where this hotline is. If I don't have it right now, I'll give it to you after the break. But you do want to be able to call a woman's center Um you you would tr- try to get a therapist who specializes in abuse cases. You could also call Child Protection Agency. However, I've dealt with them a lot. Many times they are good and they make the good choices, but many times they confound a situation beyond repair. And it, it's just been very painful for me to think back on the cases where 
a decent mother was trying to extricate herself from a bad relationship and ends up losing her kid because Child Protection Agency distorts everything, gets the picture from the abusive parent and the goes through the justice system. And the kid is thrown into foster care. Sometimes foster parents are wonderful. Sometimes they're not wonderful. And I would like you to get the right type of help. So right after the break, I will give you that number. Um, But you can also just uh, look for that on Google if you have access to a computer. And just Google women's centers or domestic abuse, and you'll get a lot of good information. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. It's just that it's bugging me, this cool thing. But I mean, what is it? How do you get it? Who doesn't have it? And who decides who doesn't have it? What is the essence of cool? Not sure. But you need a thing. One thing nobody else has. What do I have? An exciting new obsession. I know I'm right about this. I'm on the track. Just need to find my thing. And this is from Buffy. And sometimes you don't even need to be in your teenage years to feel like you need to be cool. You need to impress other people. And that's a fatal mistake. And one of the things that I emphasize on this show is to make it your own life, your happiness, your standards. And you don't need to prove that you're cool to anybody. You can have a lot of fun stylizing your life, meaning dressing in a way that's unique to you. I knew I had a colleague that just loved 1940s movies and dressed like she was in the 1940s, and that was her thing. I mean, she looked like she walked out of one of the 1940s movies. We have a woman at dance who's from England and who talks with a wonderful accent, and she wears very artsy clothes. And they fit her well. She, it's, it's colorful to watch her come in every week because she's her own person. She isn't doing this to impress any of us. It's just her comfort way of dressing. You know, when I think of myself, I think of, I love dancing. So I love to wear very uh, sexy dresses or glamorous dresses. Now, I wouldn't wear them in therapy. I'd wear the tailored ones, but I have a definite look. And my daughter will say to me, Mom, these are clothes you would love. And I can say to my daughter, these are clothes you would love. Now, neither of us are trying to be cool. We're not trying to do something that's, you know, in all the magazines right now. We're just thoroughly milking our lives, thoroughly enjoying the values of making those choices that make you unique, make you your own person. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. Your potential partner's sense of life reflects his or her deepest values, and it is important that you try to identify those values consciously. Some view life as an exciting adventure, and using their best judgment, look for values to pursue that give their lives meaning. Others view life as a frightening burden and fear that achieving great values is hopeless. Some have no personal values and live only for others. You will want to know if your partner's philosophy matches your own and whether that philosophy is a healthy one, pro-happiness, pro-long-range achievement in the real world. People's professed philosophy and values may not be their real ones and may even be in conflict with the values that govern their daily choices and actions. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.